and welcome to another episode of the Mothercoin podcast with me, your host, Zoe Blasky, where each week I chat about all things motherhood and well-being. Hello, everybody. I hope you are well. This week, I have an amazing, amazing woman for you. You might not have heard of her. She's called Demetra Davidson, and she is the president of a skincare brand called Indeed Labs. You might have seen the brand. It's the really brightly colored one. The packets are like neon and pink and orange and really cool. And it's sold in Boots over here and Azos. So you might have seen it. So Demetra is an incredibly successful businesswoman. She is the president of this global, hugely successful skincare brand. She is also a mum of three girls who are 20, 18 and 12 and she is a single mum as well. So I was really looking forward to chatting to Demetra about how she manages her own mental health and self-care with a really full-on business life and a really full-on family life and our chat did not disappoint in true mother kind style I really encouraged Demetra to take that professional mask off which she was more than willing to do I think you're going to agree when you listen and we had a really really fascinating chat I asked her about self-care how she manages her own mental health for me, sort of decluttering and being able to kind of get rid of some of the stuff that you don't need in your head mm. is very important. Mm. Otherwise, it weighs you down. And so that opportunity to really be alone, be reflective, that mental check-in, it's just that sort of clean out. You know, you just sort of decluttering. You declutter your head the way you declutter your life, your closet, your drawers. That's really important for me because I can't carry around all that extra weight. We talked about this idea of balance and whether she believes in the work-life balance. And I think you're going to find that section of the interview really, really interesting. We also talked a lot about vulnerability and how important it is to bring that vulnerability and all of ourselves to our work and our family, actually, and how sometimes the tendency can be to not show our feelings, especially with our children. And Demetra had some really wise words to share about that. One of my daughters, she said, mom doesn't always show us that she's upset. And that was really eye-opening for me. Yeah. She said, I know you're upset. I know that you yeah. are. I know that you go into your room. And I know when you're in your room that you don't want to be around anyone because you don't want to show that vulnerability. And I am a very honest person. I am mm-hmm. very real. So it just showed me that they wanted me to really break down that barrier and say, you know what, mom? Tell us how you're feeling. It's okay to be vulnerable as a mother. We talked about social media and the tension that she feels between running a beauty brand and this idea of a highlight reel on Instagram. I also asked her to give you all some business advice. I know a lot of you work for yourselves or want to work for yourselves. So I asked her what advice she would give us all. And we chatted a lot about her parenting style, actually, to three girls who are a lot older than Jessie. So I was listening in with very wide open ears to how she's raised three very balanced, happy girls. So here's the episode. I hope you really enjoy it. As always, let me know. Join in the chat on Instagram at motherkind underscore zoe leave a review you know the drill and i hope you really really enjoy it here it is so demetra welcome to the motherkind podcast i'm so excited to have you here thank you for having me i'm excited to be here and you are visiting london London. at the moment from canada that's right and how long are you here 
I've been here for a week. I'm leaving tomorrow, but I come back often. I'm here every couple of months. And do you like London? I love London. I've been coming to London for many, many years, and I've always felt it's almost like a home away from home for me now. Oh, that's nice to hear. Yeah, I I love it. It's great here. And so you're here because, well, I'm sure many reasons, reasons. but you are president of an amazing skincare brand, which I just discovered, actually, and I absolutely love it, called Indeed Labs. Yes. We're very proud of our brand, yeah. Just tell us a bit about how you came into that business, what your sure. what your journey was. Yeah. As a young girl, I always took pride in my appearance. Instinctively, it was very important for me to take care of my skin. I loved looking great. I wore makeup. I think my journey through skincare was really about initially, how do I get this makeup off? I need to find a great cleanser. I was a young girl. And that journey took me to really good quality skincare. But this is many, many years ago, and at the time, the innovation wasn't the same as it is today, and consumers weren't as aware. So I didn't have a lot of money. I was putting myself through school. I was buying skincare at the time, you know, high-end skincare for myself on a very strict budget as a student. So I, at the time, I never thought, actually, that I would be in the skincare business. And then I went to school. My background is in finance, HR management, and really, as a consultant, I helped build small to medium-sized businesses. And this particular opportunity arose to be involved in the skincare business. And I, at the time, thought, well, wow, maybe this is my calling. So here we are with Indeed Labs. And it's been quite a journey. We launched in the industry with NanoBlur. It was an overnight success. Nanoblur is one of those products that gives that instant airbrushed, filtered look. And so there was really nothing like it at the time. And we actually created a category with Nanoblur. So it became the first blurring cream on the market. And consumers really listened. Our packaging was different, very colorful. Our messaging was different. We're going to give you quality skincare at a price that you can afford and make it very accessible. Real science, real good quality science, no parabens, no fragrances, and at a price point that you can actually feel good about. So an entry-level price point. So we launched with Nanoblur, and then soon after that, we went into the other products were more treatment-based products. So they're products that address concerns, fine lines and wrinkles and large pores and that sort of thing. And we've been incredibly successful because I believe we are an honest brand. We do a a tremendous amount of research. We speak to our consumers. We listen to consumers. We're not about that airbrush model or that celebrity endorsement. We're really about real people. And when I formulate products, you know, I work with a team of people and together we test the products and test them again before they go to market. So my journey has been kind of a windy road to get me here. I never expected to be here at this stage in my life, but here we are and I'm loving every minute of it. And I feel, you know, it was very recently on a flight over to London and I stopped and I thought, wow, you know, I guess this is where I'm meant to be. Yeah. It's like that famous speech that I love that Steve Jobs gave about connecting the dots yeah backwards yeah and I think it's so easy looking back isn't it maybe to see that passion that you yeah you had so what's your why then you talked about maybe I found my purpose yeah what's your why like you get up early don't you what gets you up at five (laughs) every morning um definitely there's a balance of quite a few variables there so I think what gets me up very very early in the morning is just that time to be true to myself I think a lot of people depend on me And I have been a mentor, I'm a mother, I have a family that depends on me. So I think that the one thing that really motivates me is to be the best version of what I can be. And that's defined truly by me, myself. Mm -hmm. 
and then also setting a good example for my children. And then my brand, I'm so passionate about it and I love what I do. So I think that what gets me up in the morning is that drive and that ambition and that passion to really do what I say I'm going to do or what I intend to do. And that is defined by myself. So Mm -hmm. I think that for me, there's a good balance. I don't put a lot of pressure on myself. I define what I want for my life. And I also know that that definition can change. It doesn't always have to stay the same. So I kind of give myself a break. It's been a long journey. It hasn't always been easy. Uh, Just like everybody, there's been challenges in my life. But bringing me to today is a point of I've reflected back and I've thought a lot of times, you know, am I happy here? And yeah, this is what gets me up in the morning because I'm really, Mm. truly happy here. Mm. Can you talk a bit about that journey of how you've learned sounds like you're being kind to yourself yeah can you talk a bit about that because I know that's something that a lot of the listeners are really interested in is how seemingly hugely successful women like you are actually being quite gentle and kind with yourself but being able to maintain that level of performance that you need to can you talk a bit to how you balance those two yeah I mean I don't think that there were any major life altering incidences in my life that brought me to where I am today but I think it's just sort of a genuine and sincere appreciation for where I am. I think I'm very fortunate, very lucky. I have three beautiful daughters and I never take that for granted. I have a really strong cultural background. My background is Greek, so I have a really strong sense of family. There's just a lot of great things that are in my life. I value the relationships with my family, my parents, my siblings, my children, and the relationships I make outside of my family. I do feel that I've just had a stage in my life that I'm just very appreciative of where I am. And just like everybody, you know, I think I've had challenges in my life, but I can't really say there's been that one big thing that was sort of eye-opening. It's just a stage Mm. in my life that I'm at that Mm. I feel really good about where I am. So you get up early and you give yourself that reflective time. What other practices, or do you have any other practices that you do to help you maintain that positive outlook, that grateful outlook and that calm outlook that you've obviously got? I think for me, one thing that's really, really important is just that mental check-in all the time. Mm. I talk about this all the time, that social media has, you know, opened up this whole world of opportunity for everybody, for moms, for not moms. And I think there's a lot of information out there, especially when you're in this business, you know, you can get inundated with information. And I think that For me, sort of decluttering and being able to kind of get rid of some of the stuff that you don't need in your head Mm. is very important. Mm. Otherwise, it weighs you down. And so that opportunity to really be alone, be reflective, that mental check-in, it's just that sort of clean out. You know, just sort of decluttering. You declutter your head the way you declutter your life, your closet, your drawers. That's really important for me because I can't carry around all that extra weight. And I do that frequently. I was just recently out at a gallery of viewing and somebody said would you like to have the guided tour headset and right off the bat I said no and then I thought I should explain this because it's almost rude it's not that I didn't want to learn about the artist of course I did but I have a lot of information in my head and at that particular moment I wanted that visual stimulation I want to be visually stimulated as opposed to that mental because it's just too much information. I had way too much in my head. I had my daughters going off to school. We're launching six products. I've got a bunch of new team members. We're coming out of summer. I was like, I don't need to know anything more right now. I'm good to just look at the visual. So I think that mental check-in is very important. I mean, that's really good in-the-moment self-care, I would call that, where you're just 
connected to yourself yeah. what do I need yeah. in this moment and then just making a choice yeah I, I mean I like to be kind to myself I think it's not mm. fair to add that much pressure you know I think we do put a lot of pressure on ourselves and you can't be expected to know everything and the nice thing about social media is that you can share information and that's why micro influencers are so important these days because that's that person that you really have that personal connection to that you can trust so you have a lot of similarities. I talk about forging relationships with people and how just sometimes you connect with somebody and they become your friend for life. Mm. And there's something about that. It's just very magical. And I think that that's sort of the same thing that you can actually now have this platform to share with that person that you trust or those people in that community. Mm. And I think that information sharing, because somebody might have a more of a strength than another person, right? So it's important to say, okay, I don't have time to read all that, or it's not even my area of expertise, but can I trust you to give me that short version of it? And so I benefit from that as well. And I think it's important if you're a subject matter expert to share that kind of knowledge with others. Mm -hmm. But decluttering is very important because you can't possibly be expected to know and retain everything. No, and I think so many women in business and even mums in the home, you know, if they're just looking, not just, but looking after their children can have this belief that we do have to know it all and you know that asking a question or asking for help and that's what I heard you talking about somehow means that we're failing when actually of course I think it's the opposite isn't it and we put a lot of pressure on ourselves and especially as I said social media is a wonderful platform for sharing but it's also very visual. And so what's that saying? Like, I wish my real life was my social media life. Yeah. You know, so when you're feeling great or you've had a good hair day or you've baked a beautiful cake, you put it on social media and all of a sudden everyone thinks that you're gorgeous and you can bake and you can cook and you're a mom and you yeah. can do this yeah. and you can do that. Well, that was just in that moment, you exactly. know, and so we need to give one another it's a break. It's a highlight reel, isn't it? Yeah. I'm interested in that tension between, you know, you run a skincare brand, yeah. which is obviously about people looking great. Yeah. How do you balance that with what we were just talking about? And I know a lot of your philosophy is about being real. Yeah. How do you portray then beauty as a brand? And I guess what's your view of beauty as well? That's a tough one. You know, I mean, when we launched in the industry, again, we were going to sort of dispel this myth that you have to look a certain way and that beauty is all about that airbrush model or that celebrity endorsement, for example. So beauty for me is just owning yourself, really, and whatever that means to you. And I see that through my daughters. I have Mm. three daughters. Two of them are adults now. And I see that they're all very different and they own their own style and they're very confident that way. You know, they don't look anything like me. Well, my little one does, but she's only 12. But my older girls, they don't dress like me. They don't act like me. And, you know, and if I try to style them the way I would style myself, as I did when they were little, they were so uncomfortable that way. And yet, you know, when they own themselves, when they own their own beauty, I mean, this morning I was just saying that my older daughter, I dropped her off at the hair salon and she chopped off all her hair because she wanted short hair and she felt beautiful and that's perfect you know Mm. so I think the world today is so open to that is so open to define your own beauty. We're in a great time for that, aren't we? I'm yeah. so excited by yeah. all the changes yeah. that are going and on I in love, your industry and, and others. Right. And I love that we can bring that to consumers. And I think our brand is so real and honest in the sense that we open our doors. My team is so collaborative. We share a lot. You know, yesterday, I mean, they're in Toronto, but yesterday I saw that they got caught in the rain and they were wet so one of them was wearing a robe the other ones and they just posted on social media because that's real day you get caught in the rain you know it's not always perfect and so I think that there's a lot of opportunity these days to just really feel confident in your own skin Mm. and I try to live my life like that 
And I try to really message that out as much as I possibly can to everybody that wants to listen to me saying, you know what, beautiful means something to you that could be entirely different than what it means to me Mm. and owning it. Mm. And have you always had that? No. innate sense of confidence no of course not you know as a young girl as a teenager I mean we all have the same challenges mm. but I think that being in this industry has taught me a lot being a mom has taught me a lot mm. being a mom to three daughters has taught me a lot yeah seeing the challenges that. that girls go through I mean I have two daughters that are in university now so you can just imagine primary school middle school high school I mean, the challenges that I've had with my girls over the years, and they're great girls, but the same challenges that we all have as moms, right? You know, they come home and friendship issues or social issues. It's been a long journey, and I think that if you can just stop and look at your experiences and sort of take something away with you... I think it makes it all worthwhile. We go through things for a reason, right? Mm, Totally, totally. So what have your three daughters taught you about life and business? A lot. Um, (laughs) I've always worked as a mom. From when they were, from from when when the first was born? Yeah. And I think that they have taught me that I could be a a good role model. They've also taught me to be vulnerable. I show a side to them. You know, my family a few years ago went through some challenges and one of my daughters, she said, mom doesn't always show us that she's upset. And that was really eye-opening for me. She said, I know you're upset. I know that you are. I know that you go into your room and I know when you're in your room that you don't want to be around anyone because you don't want to show that vulnerability. And I am a very honest person. I am very real. So it just showed me that they wanted me to really break down that barrier and say, you know what, mom, tell us how you're feeling. It's okay to be vulnerable as a mother. And, you know, your first instinct is to protect your children and not to give them so much information. You feel like you want to protect them. But by the same token, they want to know what's going on as well. And that honesty. And so I think that they've taught me to allow them to grow themselves They've also taught me to loosen up and let them go. You know, I recently dropped my daughter off at university far, far away from home. (laughs) And that was tough. You know, it was really tough. She's my baby. She's all grown up and she's going to have to experience life. She's going to have to spread her wings. She's going to have to fall and learn how to pick herself up. And so those kinds of lessons, I think, have taught me a lot as a mother. And as a businesswoman, it's taught me that, first of all, I have no boundaries as a businesswoman and a mom. So at any given time, I could be in a meeting and then I'll stop and say something about my daughter. I just find that compartmentalizing it is too difficult. It's too difficult to say, you know, I'm going to sit in a meeting for four hours and not say anything about my daughters. It just doesn't work. I'm on a different time zone. They could need me. This is reality. So for me, not needing to separate the fact that I am a mother in business has been very important to me. I think that's so important to hear and especially I was just nodding along when you were talking about showing your daughter your feelings do you take that into your business like will you be vulnerable around your team or do you have a sense that I guess because you're the leader yeah how do you balance those yeah you know same thing I mean I have a young team I actually have a team of all female I didn't plan it this way it's just that's the kind of talent that we attract in this industry we work in a small office and we have to bring that vulnerability to work because Mm -hmm. people have good days and bad days and I think that just like my girls would put me up on a pedestal My team puts me up on a pedestal and, you know, I have to come in and say, 
you know what, here's a situation that I've been through. Very similar. It may have happened years ago, but I get it and you will get through it. And I think it's sharing that type of information with them or those experiences. You sound like such a good boss. I've yeah, never had well, a boss they, like you. They call me work mom. I'm a work mom. <laughs> I always wanted that. Yeah, I, never, I never had it. Yeah, I'm a work mom. And so I think it's important to show that, you know, look at where I am today. And Mm. I've had similar challenges, you know, and sometimes even harder than what you're going through right now. Mm. And yet here I am and I feel healthy and I feel strong and I feel happy better Mm. than I've ever felt. And you can do it. So I've always been a mentor in business as well. And I think mentoring my team and showing them that, yes, you can bring that personal stuff to work. It happened and it's real. And you're feeling pretty crappy today because of that. Personally, when I go through a personal experience, I've always been the kind of person that I go to work and it helps me to just forget. But other people can't do that. And I get it. You know, they need to be in that moment to figure things out. So I just think we're people and you just need to be able to relate to that. Mm -hmm. I feel like that model of sort of putting on the mask and showing up at work with our armor sort of feels like the old way to me. Yeah. And it doesn't feel like the contemporary way that business is done, especially with brands like yours, you know, where you have to bring in who you are of course you know and then infuse that all the way through the brand at every touch point don't you so I think that's so important yeah yeah I mean again for me I just think that running this brand for me is my own personal space and it gives me that motivation so when I have a personal issue I love going to work to forget about it but other people can't do that and they can't separate and you have Mm. to be very supportive of Mm. how people Mm. need to go through their process And for that reason, I think I have a really strong, committed and loyal team. And they're very thankful for, you know, me being aware of just life balance, right? Yeah. And do you believe in that idea of work-life balance? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I just don't think you can have it any other way. I mean, I think you have to balance your life. We have a very flexible schedule in my office, depending on what you need to accommodate your life. And I'm okay with that, you know, and I'm not suggesting that we don't have deliverables. We have strong deliverables and I do put a very high standard on my team, but I allow them to manage themselves to mm. achieve their results. Mm. And Sounds so, like that's your parenting philosophy yeah. as well. That, yeah, absolutely. That trust. Yeah, you'll get like there. Yeah, yeah exactly. I know that people will get there. It's just that they need to sort of, for me, building my team, I go through a lot of candidates before I land on the one that's going to be working with us. And I'm looking for very specific talent. Obviously, the core competencies have to be there. So the person has to be able to do their job or to be trainable to do their job. But beyond that, it's a certain personality type. And that means that, you know, it's that kind of individual that I know they'll get the job done Mm. ultimately. So I don't need to hover over you. I don't like that personally for myself. And, you know, like you, I've had some really great mentors and bosses in my life. I've had some really great working experiences. I wish when I was really young, I had that same kind of lackadaisical, like, well, not necessarily lackadaisical might be the wrong term, but that support, you know, that that's okay to feel vulnerable. You're young, you're trying to figure things out. This is an overwhelming world. There's huge expectations on our youth these days, really huge expectations. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stresses, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. And therapy is a space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. Therapy is just an incredible, safe 
non-judgmental space. I absolutely love it. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule, which I think as busy mums is what we all need. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash motherkind today and get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash motherkind. Even just the cost of living. I mean, they've got a lot of pressure. Where am I going to live? Where am I going to work? I want this lifestyle that my parents had. Am mm. I going to be able to provide for myself? And we expect them to make decisions when they're 20. I didn't have that pressure when I was a kid. We weren't told to make a decision the way that they are today. And that's the other thing that I like to impart on our youth is, you know what? There's a lot of twists and turns in the road. I didn't think I would be owning and running a beauty brand at this stage in my life. If you had told me when I was in my 20s, I would have thought, no way. A beauty brand. I mean, there were the big giants back then. You know, indie small brands didn't really exist back then. But I knew that I was going to run a business of some sort one day. And that's why my background is in finance. That's why I you know, was in human resource management because I knew that I connect with people and I love to mentor them. You know, you got to just sort of let that fork in the road take you to where. Mm. And what do you teach your girls when they come to you, particularly the older ones when they come to you, which I'm sure they do with those crisis moments? How do you counsel and steer them Mm -hmm. through that? Not always easy. Not always easy. I mean, there's so many different things that you can say to somebody from your perspective but until you're sitting in that seat it's very difficult to actually take that advice right and especially when you seem to sort of have your stuff together I've learned over the years that sometimes it's just better to listen you know just be there and so sometimes I don't try to give advice I just say I'm here for you I find that if I just share my own experiences and maybe not in that moment, but again, that vulnerability, that vulnerable side and my own experiences, because when somebody's really down and they're in that moment, it's quite hard to say something to them. It's just a matter of letting them know that you're here. Mm-hmm. And so totally that's, agree. Totally that's how agree. I am with my girls for the mm-hmm. most part. You're not alone. You know, I know you're going to work through this. I remind them that you've worked through this before. And remember that one time that you didn't think you could finish that. You didn't think you could do well on that exam. You didn't think that you would graduate high school, get into a university. And here we are, you know, there's a lot of pressure, right? So I just remind them of some of their accomplishments, the heartbreak. Remember you got over that guy and someone else came along, you know, whatever it is. Right. And then I just sit back and listen and that's all you can do. Wow. You sound like some sort of coach. You're like, so. Um, you've obviously got that innate emotional intelligence thank you yeah Yeah. I I feel like I've always sort of been uh, people come to me and they can tell me a lot I can see why I I feel like I want to come to you and just tell you some stuff I'm not judgmental I've heard a lot and seen a lot and I've you know in my life experiences have taken me through relationships with people that have had challenges and I'm non-judgmental and for that reason I like to share I like to share the vulnerability because I think that we're very very guarded people are worried about being judged or maybe they feel like they're dumping and I like to sort of break down that barrier in a very respectful way to give people the opportunity to come to me in their time I also don't like when people harass you when you're not ready to talk you know so if somebody comes to me and they're upset I try to stay silent, you know, and let them talk when they're ready to talk. I'll say, you want to talk about what happened? And if they don't feel like it, then I just say, you know what? I'm here for you and you will get Mm -hmm. through this. 
Mm. You know, because sometimes it's really hard to share. People yeah. have a hard time sharing. Yeah, well, you've got yeah. to be in the right space, haven't you? Yeah. You've got to want to. You know what? There's so many reasons. You know, they could be guarded. Sometimes rehashing is very difficult. It brings you back to that moment, and people don't like to feel like that. You know, and I, I know for myself, sometimes rehashing is very difficult. It brings up emotions again, and you don't want to go there all the time. Mm-hmm. So sometimes just having that person there that you know is going to have your back and is going to be there for you, you know, unconditionally, you know? And so I feel like people do call on me. They'll call on me in a crisis. Even if I haven't heard from them in a while, I could be that person that they'll call. And it's nice to know that people trust me that way. Mm. So yeah, I think it's just the way kind of I live my life. Never expected to be here like this. It just sort of happens. Yeah. Well, I think, (laughs) I think that's what happens when you, like you said before you know when you're able to learn from experiences that to me is what wisdom is yeah is that you can go through things take nuggets from them and then apply them next time and when you keep doing that you yeah. become very wise like you thank you, <laughs> yeah, thank you. so I mean, just changing tack slightly sure just to get into you as a businesswoman sure. and a mentor and i know lots of the people that listen to the mother kind podcast either work for themselves want to work for themselves yeah. or find themselves as they become a mum in work that doesn't work for them anymore mm-hmm. so I was wondering what advice you would give to someone who wanted to start their own business or brand in any industry yeah that's a tough one people ask me all the time I'm actually. sure <laughs> yeah they ask me all the time and you know I said earlier that I always thought one day I was going to run my own business that was just sort of a goal I had did your younger. parents have a background in business uh, my or? father was in the construction business I don't really think that that was the reason why and my dad ran his own business it's just one of those things I've always sort of had a very strong vision for where I want to be that's just sort of the way I am I say that to people all the time just like follow me through this it's in my head just help me get it out you know and I say that to my team I can see it trust me I could see it in my head and I sort of always have been like that but there's always the but when you get here so now I'm here running my own business it's not at all what I thought it would be there's a lot of moving parts I don't even know why I thought one day I was going to run my own business I don't know I still probably haven't defined that in my head what that Mm -hmm. actually meant to me but I don't think it meant to me back then what I thought it was going to mean Does that make sense? Yeah. I'm here now. (laughs) There's a lot of moving parts. It's a very complicated business and industry. We're an international brand. There's a thousand moving parts Mm -hmm. and it's not easy. And it seems glamorous. Running your business seems glamorous. There's a ton of accountability. There's a lot of strategy decisions that have to be made. There's financial responsibility. You're you're basically taking risks. You're employing people. You're putting products, consumer products in the market. I love it. And I think the important thing is to find something that you love to do. Just find something you love to do. And I think if you find something that you love to do and you love the people around you, because you have to love someone and then have a goal, I think that's for me, ultimate happiness. This is sort of those three things. Mm -hmm. Find something you love to do. People that you love being with, because those personal connections are what gets you through the day and gets you through those tough times. And then have that goal in mind. And so if your goal is to run a business and you really feel passionate about it and you're good at what you do, then just take a chance. I mean, give it a chance. And, you know, if it works, I mean, there's always a risk. But what are you willing to lose? Mm -hmm. Maybe financially or some time, maybe. And if you're willing to take that risk, then don't stop yourself. Just try it. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't try, then you're probably going to regret that you didn't try it one day. 
a lot of moms, especially stay-at-home moms, I think have that challenge because they want to do so much. But I also was a mother for a long time and I defined myself as a mom before I defined myself as a businesswoman. I always have. I want to be a mom first. My happiest moments are when I'm at home cooking for my family and making a nice big meal for them and sitting around the dinner table and having everyone there together. That's when I feel a whole person. I think that as long as you do something that you love to do, then just go for it. Mm-hmm. Such, such good yeah. advice. It's so yeah. true. And I, I loved what you're saying around things looking different when you get there and I think that can happen on both the positive and the negative but yeah. Instagram as we were talking about social media just yeah. doesn't help with that I think no. it can seem like everyone's a blogger and influencer has got their own business yeah. and actually the reality having lived it just myself recently is very different yeah I think that's really important for people to yeah to I mean, understand and we all forget I you know I'm guilty of that myself I'll look at somebody else's Instagram feed and I'll go wow my god their life is you know and not suggesting their lives aren't great, but then you meet yeah. them and you're like, wow, you were traveling all over the... And they and go, oh, like, I just chronicled those three days. I've actually been working oh, really hard. Yeah, this, I'm, you know? I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted, <laughs> you know? So it's really nice. And I have a lot of great friends. And I think that that's why I have good friends because I'm able to say... Yeah, you know, like I do chronicle my travels because people ask me and yeah. I, you know, I want to show it's them. It's interesting okay, I mean, what you're people, doing. Where have it? you been? Oh, well, I've been in London. What are you launching next? Okay, well, here, I'll show you guys, you know, and who did you meet? Okay, let me show you. And I think it's just an easy way to stay engaged with everybody. But by the same token, when I meet people, I say, oh my God, I'm exhausted. I've been traveling. I, you know, you look like you've traveled a lot this summer. Well, it's been on business. I haven't really taken a vacation. I had a little vacation here this weekend for two days because I was actually here alone and loved being alone. And I'm such a people person, right? Mm -hmm. So just those two days of not having to talk to anyone was such a good way for me to reset myself, right? Well, that decluttering of the mind that you were talking about earlier is so important. And so did you ever feel guilty when you were away from your family, you know, clearly putting in some hours to build a brand like you have? Oh, yeah. How did you manage that tension? Yeah, you know what? I feel guilty all the time still. So I'm here and the first day of school for my 12-year-old who was going into grade 7 in Canada, which is middle school. Her first day of school, I wasn't home. You know, you still carry that guilt, right? I still felt really bad about it. But I have a great support. My sister is in Toronto and she has a young daughter as well who's a year younger than my third so she stepped in and helped out. And so she's kind of like, we're very, very similar. We sound the same. We act the same. So it's like a second mom for mm. my daughter. Mm-hmm. I think mothers always live with guilt. It's I think to we hear just you say do. That. I can't say, oh, you know, I don't feel guilty at all. You know, you live with guilt as a mom. And I think you kind of have to own that. And it's important because I think that if I didn't live with guilt, it would kind of mean that I didn't really care, I think. I feel for myself, like it's good for me to go, oh my God, I wish I was there for my little girl. I really wish I was there for her today. And then just checking in and going, self, you know, I'm sorry that I wasn't there for you today. And she goes, mom, don't worry. I'm good. I got this. I'm great. I understand. That's great. Do they feel part of the business, part of the mission? Yeah. I mean, I try not to talk about business too much with them. Right. Okay. Because obviously I'm a mom and we have a lot of other things to talk about. (laughs) Yeah. I'm sure with three girls. for school. There's enough to be talking about. Yeah. (laughs) I think they're proud. They're really, really great. They give me a lot of compliments. They write me beautiful cards and 
beautiful notes and you know mom you're so beautiful and you're so smart and they almost put me up on this pedestal that you know I feel like it's too much you know I'm like no, yeah. it's too mom you know yeah but I think they appreciate how passionate I am about our business mm-hmm. and they see that they know that I love what I do so they're proud of me because I'm kind of living my dream right mm. and they're supportive of that as well mm. yeah. so what's coming up for you with that dream then what yeah. both personally and professionally yeah. what have you got in the next sort of six months to a year well the brand itself is expanding we've got about six new products in development for 2019 we're launching four products in the coming months here in october we will have very exciting we're entering to the world of color when we launched in the industry with our nano blur as i mentioned earlier it was our blurring cream so the concept for the nano blur was really born out of this idea that wouldn't it be great to have that airbrushed look that camera ready instant filtered look on your skin and so we developed this product that actually sits on the surface of your skin and it reflects the light away from your face it actually creates like an optical illusion so within seconds it dries and it mattifies fine lines and wrinkles and large pores and it gives you that instant airbrush look but our consumer at the time told us that they didn't want to just mattify they also wanted to cover so they may have had redness or sallow skin and they wanted to cover that up because this is a clear cream and so we're launching color correctors we're getting into the world of color which is so unique for indeed labs but wonderful because our color correctors actually what they do is they neutralize so if you have a patch of redness and you want to cover that up then you can do that with these products. So you could use the green, for example, which is opposite the color wheel from red and it neutralizes. But the beauty of them, because we are a treatment brand, is that we have treatment actives within our color correctors as well. So if you have redness or irritated skin, there's really great high quality actives in those products that actually help to treat your skin from inside out as well. So you're treating, you're color correcting, and you're blurring all at the same time. Working yeah. for good as well as yeah, you know, the doing the day yeah. Well, they job. give you that instant mm. look, and they have just enough pigment in there to neutralize that redness, for example, or that yellow, that sallow. Mm. But they are to brighten you up. For example, the purple will brighten you up, but they don't deposit color on your face. So yeah. that's really yeah. big news for Indeed, and that's coming in October, and we can't wait for that. And then you know we are getting into other products in the coming year, which is really exciting. Our brand is expanding as well. We're always opening up new markets. We are a global brand now because we retail through online retailers that are global, like ASOS, for example. Yes. So we're constantly, you know, listening to consumers, bringing innovation to the market. We scour the world for the latest, highest quality actives, the best quality with proven science, real results. That's one thing that we can say is our products are the golden standard. They do actually work, which is great. And then we make them accessible to consumers. Mm. So I'm really excited about the technology and the innovation that we're going to be bringing to market. And I'm trying to not run. It takes us a while because we actually formulate really high quality products that do a combination of things as well. It's not just that one ingredient within our products, not just the retinol. Some of our products have combinations of ingredients to do multiple things. So it takes a while for our products to get into market. I don't like to rush things through. I don't like to make decisions by the fly just to get things out there. Yeah, so we take our time. And, you know, for me, it's... 
not thinking too, too far ahead. We've got a really great brand. We've grown quite significantly. Mm -hmm. We've won eight awards just this year. So as much as I like to plan for our future, I also like to relish in the moment. I like Mm -hmm. to be here and say, let's just enjoy this for a second. It's so important, right? I don't want to Otherwise you miss it if you're always... Yeah. To the next, to the yeah. next. Yeah, so I answer that question very honestly. And the honest mm. truth is I try to take a moment to say, let's be reflective. Let's enjoy this moment. Let's celebrate. We've worked hard. You know, we celebrate with our team any of our accomplishments always. And then, you know, you always have to have a plan, right? Mm. But again, I have a vision in my head. And What's, Do you have a big vision for the legacy of you? For the, the legacy of me? Oh, yeah. Well... <laughs> For the brand itself, the vision that I have for the brand is it being sort of that household name in terms of skincare. So when you're sitting around the table with your peer group, it's not what brand you're using today. It's, you know, what product within Indeed range you're using today. So I feel like having a full offering of always the latest. And, you know, one of my pet peeves is when you find that perfect product and it's discontinued and you've been using it and you're, That's you know, happened to you me get, before. right. It happens to all of us. Yeah. At this stage in my life, I'm telling you, I'm a creature of habit. I want my product. So, yeah. and I'm very, very thorough. It's just my nature. I do so much research before I land on something, which is exactly Exactly what I do when we formulate our products as well. So we look at reformulating our products because some of the technology in our products becomes obsolete. Our promise is to always scour for the latest and greatest. I want the highest quality actives, proven science, good science products that are as clean as possible to get you the results that you're looking for. But then technology upgrades. So there's so much work that goes into us launching a product that most recently, I think a couple of years ago, we were reformulating some of our products and I go, but I don't want to discontinue that. It's such a great product. I love it. And I know our consumers love it. So why are we discontinuing? And then all of a sudden it came to me, just like you upgrade your cell phone, why not upgrade our skincare? Well, your car. Like I was in exactly. the car industry car. for years and they would just do a facelift, they called right. it. Right. And that's yeah. similar. So we sort of landed on this idea to not take away those iconic products that have made us popular and that we have such a huge fan base, but instead, I'm still going to promise you that I'm bringing you the latest technology, so I'm going to tweak it and make it better. And that's one thing that we are constantly doing with our brand. We're constantly surveying the market to make sure that the active ingredients that we put in our products are really high quality and they're not bad in any level, good quality science. And we are always staying up to date. There's always science and information that comes out and we try to be as thorough as possible. Mm -hmm. And obviously it's a really very daunting task in this industry because there's a lot of information. Well, I love it. Like, as I said, I've just recently discovered it and I've been using it and I absolutely love it. So thank thank you you for making it. So what's one of your favorite products? Um, I used the um, serum this morning that okay. I really liked. Okay, good. Because um, I had been using a different one, but I've swapped to yours okay, now. Good. Um, okay, good. Like, I've been really enjoying it. Yeah, I've got a few more things to try out, That's but great. I, I love it. I really love it. I'm happy to hear that. That's my favorite part of my job is when uh, I hear that that consumers, oh my gosh, we have so many fantastic stories. With our nanoblur, we get calls all the time from makeup artists, even in Hollywood, that are using it on some famous actor and they've just run out and where can I get it? <laughs> and, you know, we retail in the US through our e-commerce. 
But most recently, I'm watching The Handmaid's Tale. And most recently, I was watching The Handmaid's Tale. And most recently, one of my team members posted that the nano blur was being used on one of the actors on The Handmaid's Tale. Which is so great. And she was just kind of scouring, you know, the social media and found it. And the makeup artist is holding it in her hand. And we zoomed in and we saw that it's our nano blur too. Unmistakable because it's got that orange cap at the top. Those are some of the things that really, when I, you know, travel the world and hear how many people our brand has touched, mm. I find that amazing. Mm. I have a couple of stories if we have a moment, because I just think it's so incredible. One story is in my office in Toronto, we actually are not a retail front, but one day somebody knocked on our door and this woman had traveled from the U.S. We used to sell throughout the United States in Walgreens, but we pulled out of Walgreens electively. It's a little bit of a long story, but we service through our e-commerce and she just I don't know why, but she couldn't find us. But on one of her travels, her husband was a pilot and he had come to Vancouver, Canada, and she had found one of our products, our retinol actually, at the Shoppers Drug Mart. We were selling because we sell at Shoppers Drug Mart in Canada. And she ran out of it. And she took this tube with her to Toronto on her next visit, which was years later. And she brought it downstairs to the concierge in the hotel who happened to be down the street from us. And she said, do you know where I can find this product? And he said, well, their office is right down And she knocked on her door. That was incredible. And I just thought, wow, that's such a great story because she didn't know. I don't know why she didn't look for us online, but she didn't nonetheless. Would have been easier. (laughs) Well, I guess maybe she just thought they only sell it in some retail shops in Canada. Yeah. And so she took her empty bottle with her and she told me that she had had terrible skin issues and that it was the only thing she said it was she cleared up her skin and she loved wow. it and she wouldn't use anything else. And the other, not very long ago, a couple of months ago, this little old man knocked on our door again because we don't, we're not retail, but he stopped his car on the street and he said his girlfriend had given him this product, this vitamin C, and he said, I can't find it because we're not sold in every Shoppers Drug Mart store in Canada. And he had gone to like three different Shoppers Drug Mart stores. I don't know how old this gentleman was, but basically we were like, oh my God, sit down. Can we videotape you? Can we talk? Because it's great because I hear a lot of men actually take the products from their wives yeah, as well. Right, yeah. A lot of men want to talk to me. It's amazing. I love it because they do have skin that needs to look good as well. So these kinds of stories are amazing. I love that we just touch people everywhere. It's such a great thing to hear. So amazing to hear that personal, but just the impact that the brand is having. So I always ask the same question at the end of every interview, which is if you could give all the mums in the world just one thing, what would it be and why? I mean, I want to say my product. Yeah. (laughs) inclined to say say you know I mean all the moms I mean you want to feel beautiful and I think that being a mom is tiring it's stressful you're always carrying this extra weight and you know I see it everywhere I mean we're always it's like this thing with you that comes with the guilt you're talking about the guilt you know Mm. and it's funny because I love to give away my products because I just love people to try them. So if I could give them that, I would. And then if I could give them a piece of advice, especially for the younger moms that are not at that stage where I am right now, mm-hmm. is just enjoy those moments because your kids will grow up. And when my girls were little, when I brought them home from the hospital, somebody said to me, you know, don't lose yourself and your children. Your kids will sleep eventually even when you have those sleepless nights and they will sleep they all do and they will eat and they will grow 
you love them and you, you give them the best that you can give them and they will grow and they will thrive. Just be in that moment and just appreciate those times and give them the attention that they need. Turn off the phone and just sit down on the floor. That's all they care about. Oh, that's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. So that's it. Thank you for listening to the episode. I hope you really enjoyed it. And if you did, please do leave a review on iTunes. It does make a massive difference to the number of mums that we can reach with this content. If you were listening to that episode, thinking about one of your friends that they might benefit from what we were chatting about, then just tag them in on Instagram. My bio will include the link to the podcast so they can find it really easily from there. People often tell me they're desperate to share it with their friends. So if that's you, then please do. I feel like the guests that we have on the podcast, their wisdom just deserves to be heard far and wide. So help me make that happen. I'd be very grateful. And also, if you want to send me any comments or thoughts about the episode, then please pop over onto Instagram at motherkind underscore Zoe. And also, just to let you know about my coaching. So I do work one-on-one with mums on my programme, which is a three-month programme called Reconnect to You. So if you want to work with me on taking your power back in any area of your life, then please do get in touch. Just drop me an email, zoe at motherkind.co or look on the website, www.motherkind.co. That's it. And I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Take care.